Hello everybody, welcome back to Millet Madness. I'm your host, as always, Brian, Brian Dash, and I want to be telling you part one of the story. This one goes out to no one else except Wolfie, as a sign of my undying love for her, no matter what the circumstances may be. Now, what is the story? You'd be asking, is it worthy of Wolfie? Answer that no, nothing ever is good enough for Wolfie. But um, I'm going to give a shot and see what she thinks. And of course, what all you guys think too, because it's a story for everyone. It's just that I'm deadifying. Oh, well, that was unfortunate. Um, I don't know why it's deadifying. That's not even a word. Learn your English, Brian. Shut up, I was homeschooled. <laughs> I'm homeschooled, so, in real life, so I've read to joke around. Make fun of myself. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, um, this story is called The Lost Wolf Pup. And this is a story I've been writing for probably, sorry, the story has 8 and I'm 21. So, let's see, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, So, 13 years. Still isn't finished after 13 years. Then again, I wrote Dashy and The Bite of 87 and Tony stories after this. I only meant to take like a week or two um, break from around the book when it first started. But then I just got like brainstormed all these other stories. A lot of other janky, cool stuff happened. Uh, met Landon, who is my best friend. And uh, met Adam, who is my other friend. My best older friend that's my age. And met Wolfie um online and I'm like, you know, screw this story because now I can talk to Wolfie in real life. I freaking feel like it. And then I the game got deleted. So I can't do that. So the only way I can contact her is through podcasts. And call, but I can't call it. But hey, it gives me a reason to make a cool story for you guys, right? So don't I complain. And I like to read all of your guys' comments. Criticism, I hate reading, but, hey, it's something. So, yeah, you guys have to criticize me and call me terrible names. Please don't. I'm already depressed enough who it is. Currently singing Counselor, so don't worry. Um, sorry if, I, if my voice sounds far off. I'm getting ready for bed in the process of the background noises. Alright, so, without further ado, let's get on to this, because this is a very long intro. Hello everyone, my name's Forrest. I live with my guardian father figure, George, and a wolf whom I come to call mother, Alpida. And this is how my story begins. It all began on a dark and stormy night when mad wolves attacked our camp. At the time, I didn't know the wolf's names, but I do now. They had their leader, Scar. Their second command, a blind wolf, but a deadly murderous assassin, Soundwave, who didn't seem to need his eyes. After losing his vision, his, his ears unlocked a secret ability, echolocation. He could make a loud bark or a howl 
and then I would transmit signals back to his brain and tell him what's ahead of him. Then there was a 21 she wolf. From what I saw of her in the dark, she wasn't bad looking. In fact, she seemed like a possible could be mate after I became king of the wolf pack. But that went out the door when I saw her smashing nose with another wolf whose name is Captain. The she wolf's name is was Threda. That's all that went through my mind as soon as I felt jaws clamp around my neck. At first I thought it was mother, ready to whisk me up to safely safety. But no. It was Soundwave. Scar said, Brother, take this foolish pop and dispose of him. I must wipe out my brother's bloodline. If you do well, you may be the only pack member I don't punish by killing if you fail me. Or end of like your mother and brother and sad little wife did. Torn to pieces. So I nodded and ran off. Stop, stop, yelled my mother wolf, the queen, as she bit the leg of Soundwave. Soundwave reeled around, sank his teeth deep in her neck, and body slammed her against the wall over and over and over until her nose, mouth, tongue, and the side of her head started to bleed. Then he bit her ear so hard that he bit a hole in it, and he ran off. The queen began to cry, not just in pain, but knowing that she was too weak to save me. They took my baby, she howled. You there, said the king. Get him. Leave these wolves to me. I don't care if you have to kill them. Kill every person, every animal in my kingdom. But I swear... In the name of the wolf god Lupus, you better bring back my son and the head of the scumbag flea-bitten varmint who dare take him from my kingdom. The king yelled. The guard said, Yes, king, we will bring back the young prince, and we will bring back the slimy, slug-written, flea-bag, carpet-faced, skunk-breath devil dog that dare take him away. And the guards ran after Soundwave. Soundwave heard them gaining. I heard lots of barks saying, Get back here, you dang dog! Come here! Come here, you she-wolf! What is it? Too afraid to fight like a man, you stupid cat? Soundwave immediately knew that he had to drop me or he would be captured and most likely killed by getting his neck ripped out by the guards. So he threw me in a bush, and then with a laugh that sounded like it came from Lucifer himself, he disappeared into the night. The guards said, Where in the name of the gods did they go? Who cares? Let's tear them out and send them to hell! They yelled and went to find him. And I was there, left alone, in a cold bush on a cold night. My fur was wet from the rainfall as I laid in the mud. I was cold. I was wet. 
and I was very scared and very afraid. That's why I felt some wet go down my neck. I was bleeding. That wolf they called Soundwave bit my neck so hard that they caused it to bleed. And I shivered in that bush all night. The next morning, I heard footsteps as I shivered hard in freezing cold rain that wet the ground. The ground was mostly dry by this point, but my fur was still wet and I was shivering and cold and scared. That's why I heard wolf's voices. And I wanted to peer out of the bush to look. And this is what I saw and heard. There was a wolf walking behind a she-wolf. His name was George. George said, Oh my gosh. It feels feels like we've been walking forever. Can we take a break? Alpida, the she-wolf, replied, George, you heard that call back there. Something big must have happened. If we're not careful, we'll be stuck in here with who knows what. For now, the best place for us is beyond the king's territory. George said, I don't understand why being stuck in here is such a bad idea. The king's a nice fellow. We just tell him we're just passing through and we'll be on our way. Ugh, George. Hobbit groaned. Fine, let's keep going. George muttered. Alberta took two steps and stopped immediately. Hey! George said, What the how? I thought you said you wanted to keep going. Shh, be quiet, said Alberta, covering his mouth with her tail. I heard something. What is it? I don't know. Her ears perked and she looked at the bush where I was at. It sounds like it's coming from over here. It must have been me whippering. Careful, L," said George. Alpida pushed her head through the bracken and peered into the bush, seeing me laying on my stomach with one eye open as the sunlight blinded me. She said, Oh! Well, hello. Now, where'd you come from? Alpida, what is it? asked George. Oh, relax, George. It's just a pup. Oh, look at him. He's so cute. And he looks so scared and lonely. Uh, just leave it. I think here the guard's coming. George! Alpha snapped. We are not just going to leave it. We have to find his family. Yeah, Wolf, it doesn't have any. Said George. Well, then, um, uh, we'll... Just have to take care of it. Yeah, what? <laughs> no way. Oh, come on, George. No. But look at him. Oh, but I swear to Lupus. Please, George. He's so scared and lonely. Oh, but I don't think we should. Please. Well, that was game over. George could say no to Alpida anytime he wanted. But when she said please and fluttered her eyelashes at him, it was game over. He could not say no to her at that point. Oh my lupus, I swear.
Okay, fine. But you have to carry him. Come on. Let's go. Walk two more miles and then we'll make camp. Come on, homewrecker. He muttered. I opened a shot of a disapproving look, but I didn't want the chance that George would change his mind. So she picked him up and carried me with him. After an hour, true to his word, George decided that we had enough walking for the day and it was time to take a break and rest. There you go, little guy, she said as she led me gently on the ground. Now you are a mess. What are we going to do? I have an idea. She walked over to me and began to lick me dry. I didn't resist. Her tongue was nice and warm, and I was freezing cold. I snuggled into her. I'm going to go get some firewood. In case you don't know, George was very good at starting fires. He was once owned by a circus, and he learned how to start fires by watching them. Alpita looked at me and said, Don't worry, little guy. He'll warm up to you. He just needs a little convincing first, and I know how to do that very well. We're just going to be sure to be extra nice to him tonight. Okay, little guy? I didn't fully know what was going on, but I didn't want the chance of Alpita getting mad. So I smiled and began to pant. Happily, to show her that I'd do anything she wanted me to, as long as I didn't have to leave or spend another night in a freezing cold bush. Five minutes later, George returned with a jaw full of firewood. He picked up some flint and steel he found, and began to gently knock it against the rock. It took a few tries, but sure enough, it succeeded. The world lit up with fire. And sure enough, it caught and it began to blaze. Alfred decided now it's time for some good old fashioned flattery. You are so good at stirring fires, George. I can never start one as fast as you. Really? Then, immediately knowing what Alfred was up to, he just said, uh, I'm. T- it's not that hard. She smiled and winked at him. I smiled too, and she winked at me as I'm saying, See that guy? I smiled, and then I, my smile turned to a yawn. And my yawn was very pathetic. I'm not going to deny that I didn't try to lighten it up a bit. But it just show how much misery I went through. And... Seemed to work. Hopper took one look at me and said, Oh, are you getting sleepy? She cooed. It's okay. You can use me as a pillow if you like. Well, I wasn't about to turn that up. I did spend the whole night in a freezing cold bush anyway, so I happily accepted. Hopper turned around, positioning herself just right so I could push up against her belly and snuggle into her nice, thick fur. I didn't know it at the time, but apparently George could smile. Alfred looked at him seductively saying, well, aren't you going to lay down? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess I could uh, do uh, that. 
And he pushed Nick to Alfreda's back. And as Alfreda fell asleep with me, pushed up against her, he cuddled close to Alfreda, laying his head on her back, and immediately fell asleep. Little did we know we were being watched. The next morning, George got up and went to restart the fire. He looked at Alfreda's belly. No pup. It was a dream. Just a dream. <sighs> Thank goodness. Thank the wolf god. Now we just... What the... He looked down as he felt something against him. It was me. I fell asleep next to Alpida. Turned out I got up in the middle of the night and decided to snuggle next to George to see if he would snuggle and like me like Alpida did. Alright, you. Well, whatever. You stay there, little homeworker. I went to destroy the fire. Then we heard some rustling in the bushes. What? What the heck? Who's there? George wanted to run. But he couldn't leave Alpida there. And even though he didn't like the pup, he couldn't leave a pup there. That's defenseless itself. He couldn't bear the thought of Alpida and the pup being ripped to shreds as the sound got closer. Whoever's there, George said, and he bared his teeth. Show yourself! Then, a black wolf jumped out in front of him. Uh, what the? Who are you? Alberta got an eye full and then smelt her familiar musky smell. What the? Enya? Enya, what the heck are you doing here? For a little disclaimer, Enya is a 23-year-old she-wolf. She is very beautiful, has never mated, kind of has a punk kind of look to her, but is very very hot she said I was about to ask you the same thing Alberta woke up George what's going what the Enya George what the heck's going on here I don't know she's like jumped out of nowhere I left my pack what you heard me I left my pack I didn't like it there I was done so, you just left the pack because you didn't like it? Said George. It's not like you would have missed me anyway. But your pack. You're loyal to them. You can't just leave. She narrowed her eyes at George. I hate that pack. I hate it and all the slime and scum that comes with it. Okay, okay, sorry. Said George. Alpha said, well... You know, we're not a real pack, Alpida. You better not be thinking what I think you're thinking. Alpida ignored him. But you can stay with us. I guess it's better than being with the pack when no one wants you. I accept. Oh, my Lupus. Oh, my Lupus. Oh, my dog. Oh, my dog. Oh, my dog. Oh, my wolf got Lupus. Why? Said George over and over and over, slamming his paw against his head. Okay, whatever, why not? Let's just go hunting. I'm hungry. Don't forget the pup. Albert have been over this. You have to carry him. So Albert picked me up and laid me on her back. She thought I liked it there now that she saw the scar on my neck. Wait a minute. Let me see. Anya brought her nose right up against my neck and began to sniff.
pine needles, peppermint. That's the king's pup. Oprah, what? How could you tell? Remember, I served him. That's one of the reasons why I left. I didn't like serving a mad wolf. But I know that scent. He's the only one of all the wolves in the pack that didn't stink. He was he was pup napped. I know you guys didn't do it. I don't smell the violence or the evilness in you. Unless you count George's breath. George. Hey! I'm joking. Nonetheless, this is not a laughing matter. We have to get him back. Or they will kill you. Albert's eyes seem to say, Okay then, let them kill me. He's my pup. My pup, not theirs anymore. Although she didn't dare say this out loud. She looked at me, and her eyes began to water. Well, it's the best thing for him, I guess. Come on, little one. He has a name, you know. His name's Forrest. Forrest. That's a lovely name. Come on, Forrest. She said, and she picked me up again and led me back on her back. Come on, everyone. Let's go, said George. And went hunting. George came back with four rabbits. One for me, one for Alpida, one for Enya, and one for himself. Enya said, I don't think he's old enough to eat rabbit. I don't think he's weaned. She was right. I didn't know she could tell because how little I was, or tell because she smelled my mom's milk on my breath. It's easy. Come on, little guy. Like this. And George began to eat in the most noisy and obnoxious way, drooling and blood coming from his mouth and from all angles, staining his fur, looking like he had no manners whatsoever. Alpida almost threw up. It's George. Ugh. That's gross. Not like that. Here, try this. And it said, and she nudged a little piece of rabbit to me. She tore it up in tiny little pieces so I could pick it up and practically just swallow it. Right about that time, we saw a shy wolf and another wolf run by as a rabbit darted down a rabbit hole. Uh, it went that way, George said to the bigger, stronger, more confident one as she glared at him. Right there, under the log, it went, I know it went, you idiot. I'm tired of she's after that dang rabbit. <sighs> Sorry, sir. That's my sister, Gwen. She's a little, uh, a little moody right now. Moody, shut your muzzle, Shiley. Yes, ma'am. Shiley whispered and ducked her head. Ooh, Gwen. Shiley, Alberta said, chipper. That's a pretty name. Um, I'm... Alpida, you are him, George. This she wolf here is Enya, and this is our a puppy, squealed Shiley. She blew by Alpida and ran straight to Forrest. Oh, hello there, little guy. Oh, you're so cute. Coochie, coochie, coo. And began to tickle me with her nose. 
I biffed him barkingly and began to lick her nose. Oh, you're so adorable, she said. But you're so filthy. I'll take care of this. And she began giving me a tongue bath, getting the rest of the mud and dirt off my pelt. After a little bit, Gwen and Shiley were talking to Elpida. Yeah, we don't have a pack. Not your mom and dad died. I'm trying to find one, but no one will accept us. Well... Alpida, no, said George. Alpida ignored him. We're not a real pack, but I'm sure you can join us. It's better to be here than a place where no one wants you. Fine, said Gwen. Okay, said Charlie, cuddling me. Good, so us four will go hunting. And George was to hunt with the pup. George said, well, how about George go hunting? And you four stay with the pup. Huh? Huh? George said helpfully. Alpidus repeated with, Bye, George. Oh, you don't go anywhere. You just stay right here. We'll be right back. And she walked off with the rest of the girls to try to find food. George said, wait, don't I get saying this? None of them turned around. They kept on walking. I looked at George, and then he looked at me, saying, What are you looking at? Meanwhile, in the forest, the girls came across a river. Elpida was scared. Come on, it's it's okay. The current's not that best. We could swim across. I don't like to get wet. Oh, it's one too prissy get the little paws wet. I said prissy. How about we just throw you in, and while you're at it, you can get some fish, said Gwen. Look, don't make me... No, wait, said Alpida. We should... We should cross on the log over there. I can't swim. Well, this is just perfect. Enya jumped on the log. It seems good enough. Come on, everyone, let's go. So they began to cross, and then a big male wolf walked in front of them, saying, Ho, 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 where are you girls going? We're just crossing over to get some food. A slim she-wolf came up. Don't you guys know anything? To cross our bridge, you have to do a little something in return. Five rabbit to be nice. We don't have any food. Well, I'm sure you girls can come up with some way to pay us for our generosity. I think I know a few ways, alright. Silence! You have to excuse him. He's a bit of a pervert. She growled at him. Silvercoat was the the girl's name. And Sharp Fang was the name of the bigger wolf. Shally, Enya, Alpida, and Gwen all stared. This isn't good. No, this isn't good at all, said Gwen. Then we saw another wolf running. Guys, come on. It's hurt really bad. He said, 
He? Who's he? My brother. Hurry. Turned out, it was Commander, an ex-member of the villains. This pack, Scar's band. Who is he? Crow. His name's Crow. Crow woke up, Moon. Skylar, is that you? Um, no. It's not, but thank you for saying we look like the Queen. Uh, I should have married her. I should have married her. Crow's eyes opened, and he got up. I'm going back to my pack. You're too weak. It's all right. I'm in my territory. I can take care of myself. And then, out of nowhere, Loretta jumped out, along with Thea and Jim Jones, both mercenaries. They're part of the crew, led by Moretti, the Mistress Lion, from the three... From, sorry, from the 539 gang. Collect, um, full with Sierra Cat, uh, Fire Fang Snake, Jim Jones Wolf, Thea Wolf, Albert the Raven, that was known as Jack, uh, Mistress Lion, and War Pig. Also led by the crime leader's top head man himself father bear and of course scales the snake they would do whatever that you wanted as long as the price was right however night raven was a different story he would kill anyone he would even take young pups away from their mothers and eat them before they had a chance to do anything, they heard a hunter come. The hunter shot Thea, and she fell down dead. Jim Jones said, I'm going back to my cult. And he ran off, dropping the pup. Then he aimed directly at Silvercoat. Sharp Fang yelled, Sister, no! And he jumped in front of her as he was shot through the chest. And he died. Then, Silvercoat, and outraged, ripped out the hunter's throat and ran off, crying. She didn't go far. She ran back to George and hid her face in his fur, crying. Uh, what's going on? Who are you? Look, look, lady, you don't get too close to me. I have a mate, and she sees another she-wolf. Crying or licking or kissing my neck for she's gonna get really mad at me and you, and that's not something I want to deal with today. That's okay, George, she's a friend, said Alpha. But yeah, I don't like how she's pushing her muzzle really deep into your fur. Have a heart, my brother is gone. She began to cry. Then we heard someone behind us. 
Well, I'll be dang if I wasn't more than a skinny old cat, I dare say that this was a absolutely bad situation. Me, a traveling sales cat like myself, running into a bunch of wolves. Tons of hot ones and one real grumpy one. Now let me take a look see. Hi there. My name is Cat. A lot of people call me Hat because of the hat but on my head, but my name sure ain't Hat, it's Cat. Although I'm known as Hat by my cat caravan. However, now I gotta say here, me and my crew, we got dog. He's a kind of a dumb dog, but he ain't no more than just a smart dog. He ain't that smart, no, sir, but he sure knows how to handle and do his job, right? He actually pulls my caravan. Now over here we got Poot. Poot is my pigeon. He's a great lookout and tells me where we can find some good trading. And then, of course, we got Monty, my little white rabbit bodyguard. What in the hell is a rabbit going to do? Now, y'all probably didn't know that, but there's a mountain lion right behind you. Mistress Lion. Hi there. You all look like a wonderful little snack. I'll let you all go if you just give me a little, uh, little pop. Me and him will have fun together. And then, <laughs> and then a little bite here and there, and here we go. What do you say? Would y'all like that? Uh, no, that's not gonna happen," said George. "Well then, have it your way. Hope you will like shreds, because I'm about to turn you into ripped up paper." Hat said, "Now, Missy, listen here. Shut it, cat, or I'll kill you too. I want you, Mont, Monty, get down here. Get your fluffy tail down here and get to work." And then Monty bit Mr. Slyon's paw and ripped the flesh straight off the bone. She screamed and ran off, Monty hopping after her. Okay, said George. Yeah, that rabbit can do some damage. Yep, that's why I keep him around. Monty is what you may call a special rabbit. He's part of the same rabbit so as a Monty Python on the Holy Grail. The cannibal kind. Mean rabbits, but great if you know how to treat them right. So, um, where are you guys headed? Well, I'm in the business of training stuff for bottle caps. I take them over down to a center and I get a good deal from them from the Crown Lord family down in Cave Town. But I might be able to trade with you for a coffin for your dead friend over there. Not to mention, I'll give you enough bottle caps. Just, uh, get yourself a place in Cave Town. That way, you y'all won't be so in danger when you guys reach there. Because you're on the right track to get there to the king's territory. At least, that's what Poot says. You know, I've been watching it for a few days now. Wondering about what kind of... Thing you are on the account that that pup you got there looks sure dang like the king's and I dare say I believe it is. Now I know you all didn't kidnap him probably just take him home. So I'm okay with that. But I was sent by the king to find his pup. Now if you return with him I'll put a really good mark on yours and just tell him that I found you and poison the right direction. 
and I'm pretty sure I'll get all the bottle caps my heart desires. And what do you want in return? Well, you see that little she-wolf over there? He looked at Silvercoat. She's young, she's pretty, and on top of that, she has the body. You see, I know that she don't have nowhere in the world. She had a brother, and that was about it. Now that her brother is gone, I could, uh, trade and offer her business at the same time. What do you mean, business? asked Silvercoat. Well, you know, these men, these guy wolves, they as soon as eat me, as look at me. So if I get a pretty she-wolf like you and get you into this little outfit that reminds me of Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi in Jabba's Palace, get you to walk around, strut your stuff, show your body off to all those males and get them over here to get to flirting with you, and maybe I'll let them talk to you if they buy some of my stuff. Have that happen, you just have to say a few words like hi, hello, maybe a kiss or two for those you really like. And then, we be off. So you totally want me to walk around and look sexy. Well, is that or you go back to having no place in the world? Sorry, but that's what I'm in for. I'm in the market for a girl wolf to get those male wolves interested in my stuff. No matter if they're interested in the stuff or the female I'm bringing along that's showing off her body for my stuff. Well, I have nothing better to do and... I guess worst case scenario that I get taken or claimed or imprinted by one of the male wolves and I have his pups and have a wonderful wife life as a wife. Alright Good and if you do end up getting pregnant, you have a great maternity leave. You won't have to bead and showing off your body for until the pup is one moon old. Then back to work and I'll get one of my crew members here to watch. The pup for you. And if it's a she-wolf, then she'll have the same job you do when she gets older. Male wolf, and I'll add him in my security team. Anyway, everyone, let's get a move on. So Cat sold the coffin and the nutball caps to get a den in Cape Town for a month. And with that, and when he left, he took... Silver coat with them. Well, everyone, let's go to Cave Town. And we did. It was a dump. Crime was everywhere. But, however, one, one end was never taken. After Cave Town, we came to more forests. Until finally, we reached the edge of the king's forest. Our journey end. Alpida, Gwen, Shiley, and the rest walked into the king's territory. My pup! My pup! yelled the king. My baby! yelled the queen. She ran up and hugged the pup and began to lick him profusely. Oh, my baby, my sweet little darling. Arrest them! That's when my first words came out. Did they help me bring we home? They helped you and brought you home? 
guards release them at once. But you just, I said release them at once. As you wish, your majesty. Oh, thank you so much. How could we ever repay you? That's simple. Give me the pup. What? They all looked. It was Enya. You honestly didn't think I was on your side? I did leave my pack, but they ordered me to. My pack is Fang. He is the one I was following all along. And now that we have the pup, I can take out the queen and the king, and then take that pup as my own. I'll raise him to kill. And if he doesn't want that, then I'll kill him instead. Well, come on, pup. You're about to be raised by the more attractive of the she-wolves. Scar said, Everyone, attack! And they all ran. They fought and fought. Then they heard a shriek. It turned out Fang went for Alpha's throat, but the queen jumped in the way. His teeth sank deep into her neck, slicing her artery. After he spat out her neck, she bled death. The king yelled, No! Curse you, you stubborn wolf! I curse you, curse you, curse you! He yelled over and over at Scar. Then, George's eyes turned red. Don't you dare touch Alpha! He bit down hard on Scar's neck and ripped out his esophagus as blood and guts covered the ground. His eyes closed. Brother, muttered for the first word he has ever said. Brother, Soundwave repeated. <laughs> Captain, Ravage, retreat, retreat. And he ran back. Afterwards, they all celebrated and mourned the passing of the queen. The king said, He needs a mother, and I can't mate again. You two may raise him, with or without me. On your way. I must tend to my wife. They thanked him. And took me with them. Alpida is now who I'm proud to call my mother. And George, whom I'm proud to call my father. Enya died. As she tried to run off, a guard caught her and killed her after using her. And Shiley, Gwen, and the others are not part of our pack. We see Silvercoat every here and there when the cat caravan comes by. I see my father, King, every here and there, but I don't dare talk to him much, and we were happy. Meanwhile, 
back in the evil clan. I mean, evil pack. Soundwave walked up to Scar's mate and son. Scar's mate was named Fire, and their pup nose came. Soundwave walked by and said, My brother is dead. He was murdered by a wolf known as George. Queen cried. I'm sorry, Fire cried. Then, Soundwave did the unthinkable. He climbed up and got in the humping position on her back. You know the rules of our pack. If the brother dies, then they must be claimed by the other brother. And he began to take her and claim her, putting his scent on her. Kane was there watching and growled, I'll get you, you blind vagabond, and I will murder the wolf that murdered my father. I will make hell rain. And that is book one. Thank you for watching The Lost Wolf Pup, book one. This I had a lot of fun doing this for you. If you liked it, please tell me what you thought of the story down below. Leave a like and subscribe. Leave a big thumbs up. That would be greatly appreciated. I dedicate this story to Wolfie. The feelings I have for Wolfie are stronger than the ones that George had for Elpida. And since she is my wolf goddess, and or goddess in general, and I will do all in my power to please her. Thank you for watching this story, or listening to this story. And if you have any ideas for another one, Leave them in the comments below. In the meantime, I plan to be doing a search or at least a search episode afterwards. So until that time comes, thank you for watching this video. And I'll see you all next time in the next video. And of course, I'm going to place one to look into the shadows because this was a strange one. Thank you everyone for watching and I'll see you all next time. And of course, we're going to look into the shadows because this was a strange one. If you want to visit me, don't worry because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Thank you everyone. And good night. And a little note for Wolfie. Wolfie, if you have any more art of you and me, wolf form or animal form, um lovey dovey, which it doesn't have to be, or just simply us holding um our hands with with our tails in this you know in the free art, um I'd be happy to see that. Send it to my editor or my ex-editor um, on Discord and ask him to send it to me and I'm pretty sure he'll do it. Thank you and I'll see y'all next time next video. Thank you. Good night. I love you all so much. And Wolfie. Good night. And to this video, you all have a wonderful howling good night. Thank you for watching and good night again. I'll see you later. So, look in those shadows, because this was a strange one. Later one. Night.